This is the FBCG Live podcast with Pastor John K. Jenkins Sr. Today's message is titled, The Importance of Raising Children to Hear and Follow God's Voice, Part 2. Pray for your children and the decisions they make. Wherever you're joining us from, we pray this message encourages and empowers you in your daily walk with God. Last week I talked to you on Youth Sunday about, I used the subject, the importance of raising children to hear and follow God's voice. That was last week. Today is part two of that message. And I'm actually re- redefining the message, re- retitling it to say the importance of raising children and adults to hear and follow God's voice. It is, this is part two of this series, and I want to take a moment and rehearse a little bit about what I talked about last Sunday and reiterate what I talked about last Sunday. Because I talked about Samuel, Samuel who became a mighty man of God. As a matter of fact, Samuel was a prophet, priest, judge. He's, he, he actually becomes God's mouthpiece for the children of Israel. He speaks as God's instrument to them. He achieves and accomplishes and becomes a great servant of God. As a matter of fact, he appoints and anoints the first two kings of Israel. And he got to that place and got to that point partly, a great part, because of how his parents raised him. I want you to look at your neighbor and say it's important that you get raised in the right way. Look on both sides. If the person that next you is asleep, please wake them up before I come and wake them up. Please come and wake, wake them up before the pastor come and wake them up. Amen. All right. Um, where was I? I can't remember, you know, I can't remember. I just can't Can y'all ever forget what key you last played when you're playing sometimes? Well, I need to figure out how y'all don't seem to indicate that y'all do that because I forget all the time. Improvise? Is that what you <laughs> I don't think that's going to work up here while I'm preaching. Uh... They, they were raised, Samuel was raised by his mama and his father. And that's what I talked about last week, how they, they did several things that helped contribute to him becoming the man of God that he became. First of all, they prayed for their son, their child, before he was born. And I want to say to parents and to mothers in particular, pray for your children even before they're conceived intercede and pray for them. And then, and then once they conceive, they talk to the child. I think I said last week, I can't remember what service I said it at, but I said to parents, when you have the child in the womb, talk to that child, read scripture to that child, sing the word to that child. Uh, because what they hear while they're yet in the womb will play a part of how they act when they're born. I believe that. I do believe that. I believe uh, I believe that with all of my heart, and that's how we raised our kids. We read scripture to them. We sang to them. We talked to our children while they were yet in the womb. We also saw that once the child was born, they committed the child to God. Every third Sunday, we dedicate children to God following the 12 o'clock service. 
I think I mentioned that last week. And we uh, dedicate children to God. It's important that you dedicate your child to God. The problem with many parents is they try to wait to get their child dedicated to God after they're grown and acting like idiots. I thought the parents would at least say amen to that point. They also worship together. I believe it's important that families worship together. That you come to church together and worship God together. That's what they did. They worshiped together. And a couple of times in chapter one, uh, they reg- we see that they regularly worship together in chapter one. And then in, uh, we also see in chapter, uh, chapter one, they dedicated the child to God. I see, we see in chapter two that Hannah prayed for the child. In chapter two, verses one through 10, she intercedes for her child. It's important to intercede and pray for your kids, particularly who they marry. Come on, y'all, talk to me for just a second. I know some of y'all scared to say amen right now. I see, I see. Uh, I see y'all a little nervous. You want to say that's true. Um, but it is true that you should pray for your children. That, that I, You know, I, I, try, I pray for the children here in our church whenever I pray for them that God blocks off wrong relationships from entering into their lives. And that's important. Pray that over your kids, that the wrong, that God would counsel out the wrong relationships. Yeah, that's an important thing. And, 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 and so she prayed for her child. She prayed for her child and she interceded for that child. But it, here's, you know, I, I pointed this out last week and I want to point it out again today in chapter, chapter 2, verse 11, First uh, uh, Samuel. Did I tell you all to go to First Samuel? Did I say First Samuel? First Samuel chapter 2, verse 11, it says that the child ministered to the Lord. Elkanah, that's the father, went to his house at Ramah. But the child ministered to the Lord. The child ministered to the Lord. That's so insightful to me that children, in matter of fact, this is true of children and adults, we can minister to God. Uh, the, the unfortunate problem is we, we're so busy looking to be ministered to that we fail to recognize that we can minister to God. The word minister means to serve. It means to serve. That's what the word means. It means to serve. God wants us to serve him. Some of you have never ministered to God because you've never served. Let me let that sink in for a moment. Some of you have never ministered to God because you've never served. You spend a lot of time being served, but you've never participated in serving. And the child, what fascinates me about verse 11 is it says the child ministered to God. And we have a whole bunch of opportunities for children in this church to minister to God, to serve. We got a whole bunch of opportunities and situations. And we we also, by the way, we also have a bunch of opportunities for adults to serve the Lord. I'm preaching better than y'all are saying amen. Yeah, uh, in, in verse 11 it says, it says it again in verse 18. It says it again in chapter 2, verse 18. It repeats the same thing. It says, but Samuel ministered before the Lord, even as a child. A child can minister to God. I learned this as a young man in the church. I grew up in this church. 
I was an usher in the church. I sang in the choir in the church. I was a sunbeam in the church. I was in the United Voices in the church. I taught Sunday school in the church. I think I'd have done a lot of serving the Lord and ministering to him, which might be why God has so blessed my life because I have served him. And, and it says he's a, as a child, I want you to highlight that point, even as a child. I, I got licensed to preach at the First Baptist Church of Glenarden when I was 15 years of age, 15. And the surrounding pastors around the area criticized Pastor Johnson for licensing me. They said he down there licensing babies. And then after they criticized him, they called me to come and preach their youth services at their church. Y'all a tough crowd today. If y'all can't say amen to that. And so as a child, as a teenager, and then it says, here's how, I want you to see verse chapter three. Go to chapter three, verse one. I'm almost finished. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord. I want you to see the progression that he started as a child and ministered, then as a boy he ministered. That word boy means an adolescent. It means he was a teenager. And the toughest time that we have with our kids is when they reach the teenage years. Yeah, teenagers. Uh, now, I have a rule in my house for the teenagers. As long as I'm paying the rent and putting the food on the table and buying the clothes that you wear, you will go to somebody's church on Sundays. The claps are getting lower and lower and lower. Yeah, that's, that's the rule of my house. I, I, maybe y'all not clapping because y'all don't have it in y'all's house, but it's okay. I'm trying to teach and show you, by the way, uh, don't wait until your child rebels to bring them to church. This, this is our experience here, is people bring their kids when they start having trouble, when they've been arrested, when they're doing bad in school, now all of a sudden they, they want you know they want us to get them changed, help them do right. And I asked the question, are they involved in the youth ministry at the church? No, they're not involved because the parents are so busy doing their own thing, they ain't got time to bring them to the youth activities. The fire chief told y'all I'm candid, I'm just right out candid with y'all. It's too late when they in their teens to be trying to teach them to do the right thing. Now you want, you want them to do right and you want them to make the right choices, but you haven't laid the groundwork. And so I, here's, here's I'm, on a, I'm talking to parents today. I'm talking to parents, by the way, and grandparents. I'm saying grandparents help get involved in the life of your grandkids. It's become very important. And, and so this... This young man, Samuel, became such a mighty man of God, he started, his mama started praying for him before he was even conceived. And then she prayed for him while he was in the womb. And then she interceded and prayed for him and dedicated him to God before he was born and right after he was born. She is doing all the right things and we see the fruit of what she has done by him becoming a mighty man of God. 
And I'm excited about that. Somebody say, I'm excited about that. I'm excited. I'm excited about that. I'm excited. I want to challenge you today. But here's the thing. Maybe you haven't done this. Maybe you have not raised your kids. Maybe you've been so busy doing your thing, you didn't bring the youth ministry. Or maybe you didn't model for them. Maybe you didn't pray for them. Maybe you didn't show them what they need to do. Maybe you've done all the wrong things. But guess what? We serve a God who will give you another chance. Amen. We serve a God that though you may have messed up and your child might be 30 years now, 30 years of age, you go to God and say, God, I'm sorry I didn't raise that boy the way I should have raised him. I'm sorry I didn't model for that young girl the way I should have modeled for her. I'm sorry that I didn't do the right thing in front of her. I had men running in and out of my house rather than me doing the right thing. I drank and smoked and did all the right things. We serve a God that will give you another chance to make the right choices. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But I want to talk about one major thing, and then I'll be finished. Oh, yeah, I can take my time at this service. I got till 6.30 tonight to finish. In 2 Samuel chapter 3, 1 Samuel chapter 3, I'm sorry. In chapter 3, something unusual happens in Samuel's life that I want to spend the rest of the time talking about. And if you can, get, if you can just get this one point I'm trying to drive home today, if you can just get this one message that I'm trying to get, I will have succeeded. And I want to read 1 Samuel chapter 3 beginning of verse 2. 1 Samuel chapter 3, beginning at verse 2, and it says, And it came to pass at that time, while Eli, by the way, Eli is the priest, was lying down in his place, when, and when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see, and before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called Samuel and he answered, here I am. Let me point out something here, right here in verse four. The Lord called Samuel. God calls teens too. The Lord called Samuel and he answered, here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, here I am for you called me. And he said, Eli said, I did not call. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. Then the Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, here I am for you called me. He answered, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and it shall be if he calls you that you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his 
place. Now the Lord came and stood and called, has at other times Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel answered, speak for your servant hears. Wow, that's so powerful to me. To hear this young man is hearing God call him and speak to him. And I want to talk to you all about this and I'll be finished in just a few minutes. I'm almost done because I want to teach you something about hearing God's voice. I want to teach you something about the nature of God. I want to teach you something about the character of God that is manifested right here in this example and this story with Samuel. What is it you want us to know, Pastor? I want you to know this. I want you to recognize and realize and understand out of all of the many things that can happen in your life, when God communicates to you, he has the willingness and it is a part of his nature to repeat what he said to you. Now, why is that important? It is important because some of you are making life-altering decisions based on one thing you heard one time, and the problem is you heard what you heard the one time. You had that one dream, and you had that dream because you ate too much before you went to bed. You're making life-altering decisions. And by the way, every voice you hear is not the Lord's voice. You got to learn to discern between God's voice and the devil's voice. I don't have time to talk about that today, but there are some distinct differences between God when God's talking to you and when the devil's talking to you. But here's what I know about God. He does not have a problem when he speaks to you. He doesn't have a problem repeating himself. That's, that's all I want to say. That's it. That's the, the long point. If you get this, you, be stop, you will stop making stupid decisions. I'm tired of people making ridiculous decisions because they saw something. Felt something. Or heard something. And ain't never heard it again never saw it again and yet they put it and attribute it to God let me tell you about the Lord he has no problems repeating himself how you know that pastor I know it because he does it in scripture he there are places here you see the same verse repeated again and again as a matter of fact there's some places in the Bible where he repeats the entire chapters so God will repeat himself. And I'm, I'm telling you today, if you want to know whether God is speaking something to you, ask him to tell you again. Ask him to repeat it again. Tell your, tell your neighbor, tell God to repeat it again. Look on the person on the other side, say he don't have a problem repeating himself. Now, hear me on this. I'm, I'm, let me, I'm, I, I, like I, I love this service because I can take my time right here. I didn't get to get through everything at the, tw at the, two at the 10 o'clock service. Uh, I, I missed a whole bunch. But I'm going to get it all, I'm going to get it all in in this one. <laughs> Y'all shouldn't have came to this service. Because I'm unloading all the bullets on this crowd here. Amen. Now, 
I, I, want you to, I want you to recognize and understand that there are, there's a situation in the scripture that, and I've taught on this before in, in, in Gideon, when Gideon, uh, God told Gideon that he was going to use Gideon to help Israel be victorious. He was going to use Gideon's tribe to help Israel win a battle. And Gideon wasn't sure it was God, so he asked God, to show him a sign. Are y'all with me? He said, he said, show me a sign. So he took a piece of fleece, which is a piece of cloth or material. He put it outside his tent and he said to God, if this is you telling me that we, you want me to go ahead and do the battle and, and fight, I'm going to put this little piece of material outside my tent and when I wake up in the morning, let the material be wet, but everything around, let the ground around it be dry. So he woke up the next morning and sure enough, the fleece was wet and the ground was dry. Then he went back to God. He said, okay, Lord. Next time, let the fleece be dry and the ground be wet. And sure enough, he woke up the next morning and the fleece was dry and the ground was wet. Are y'all with me? Just hang with me. Because this is, this is important. We call that a fleece. And, and during the course of my life, I have done fleeces. I've put things, asked God to show me a sign. When, when I was getting married, wanted to get married to Trina Jenkins, I wasn't sure, and so I put the ring in the glove compartment. Y'all have heard me talk about this before, and locked the glove compartment and asked her to ask the Lord if she the one let, you know, let, let her ask me why the glove compartment was locked, because I, I wasn't sure, because, you know, I had hundreds of women just chasing her. <laughs> Y'all know that, I told y'all, it was, I had to beat them back, I had to bounce. <laughs> but I don't do fleeces anymore. This is important, because I'm not teaching you today to go and do a fleece. I don't do fleeces anymore. When, you, when, when, I, when I was young in my walk with God, that's what I did, I needed a sign. But when you mature and you learn God's ways and you know God's word and you know God's character, you don't have to use a fleece. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to teach you to use a fleece. Why not? Because the devil can get into fleeces. I don't use fleeces anymore. I know the character of God, the makeup of God, the, the ways of God, the deeds of God. I know how God operates. And by the way, I know his word. Are y'all listening to me? Holler back at me. Tell me to preach on. Say, preach and teach on, Pastor. I don't know if y'all listening, y'all sleep, or what y'all doing. I want to know that y'all there. Are y'all with? Hey, hey, are you with me? Hang with a brother. I'm almost finished. I'm just trying to drive this one point, and the one point is God can repeat. Now, the problem with Gideon, listen, the problem with Gideon is that he asked God to show him a sign because he was scared. It was birthed out of fear. That's why he asked God to show him a sign. And I'm telling you today, when you get a word from God, have faith. The opposite of fear is faith. And the opposite of faith is fear. When I hear God talk to me, don't get scared. Don't be afraid. Move forward with what you hear from God. And he does not mind repeating himself. 
So now I'm at the place of my life, and this is what I do even when I'm preaching to y'all every Sunday, is I'm asking God to show me what he wants me to talk to you about. I, I don't lean on what I want to talk to y'all about. I try to, I ask God to show me what it is he wants me to say. And, and, and when I'm, I'm, after I'm preaching, often people will come up and say, I, I don't know who it was for, but it seemed like you were talking straight to me. And, and then they say something like, I know my cousin called you and told me about my situation. As if, here's what they're implying, that I'm gonna make all thousands of y'all sit through the sermon while I'm trying to talk to them. Let me tell you something about my character. I'm not gonna make a thousand people sit through a service because I need to say something to you. If I need to say something to you, I'm gonna whisper in your ear, I ain't seen you in a bunch of Sundays. <laughs> Are y'all listening to me here today? I'm trying to tell you before you just jump off and do something based on one thing you heard, look for evidence that God is repeating what he's saying to you. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, Pat, you talking to me. He, he, he talking to me. And when God speaks to you, you know what I want you to say? Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. Just like some of y'all here today, he's talking to you. He's saying, he's been saying it to you for decades. For, for some of y'all for months, for weeks, for days. Get saved. You need to get saved. You need to get right. And you keep pushing it off. You keep putting it in the background. You keep saying, I'm not ready. I need to get this straight. I need to wait on my husband. I need to wait on my wife. I need to wait on my parents. I need to wait on this. I need to wait till I get that straight. I need to wait till I stop this. I need to wait till I quit that. I'm trying to tell you when God speaks to you, don't wait on anybody. Don't wait on anything. Go on and get right with him right now. Do what he tells you to do right now. Just like I know he's talking to some of y'all to get saved today. He's talking to some of you to rededicate yourself today. He's telling some of y'all to join the church today. Don't keep putting it off. Get right with God right now. As a matter of fact, he's talking to you right now. He's talking to you right now. Who am I talking to today? Get up out your seat right now and come on and say yes to the Lord right now. While the blood is running warm in your veins, you have the activities of your limbs. Get out of your seat. Say, excuse me and come and get right with God now. You've been listening to FBCG Live with Pastor John K. Jenkins Sr. How a child was raised will determine how they will live their life when they get older. If you've been blessed by this message and would like to help us reach more people through this ministry, please click the link in the podcast description or visit our website, fbcglenarden.org slash give to donate. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you'll subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode. Be sure to tune in next week.